We might be freaks, but we know our mother phone can beats, can beats, can beats, can beats, can beats. This is Freak VTDM Podcast and this is 30th of May 2019 uh, with the episode 107. I'm having as a co-host today a man from the past. His, ma- his name is Uncle Mike and last he was here with me back in August 2018 when we did that legendary Sasha Cohen uh, EDM troll video. Uh, if you guys remember, if you don't, just go back and check it out. How are you doing, Mike? Hey, guys. How are you, sir? I'm okay. I'm okay. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining. Absolutely. So, Thanks for having me. What we're going to do today is a kind of an analytical video. And basically, this is an uh, International Music Summit business report of 2019. This is the 10th anniversary edition. Uh, and it's um, being produced by Kevin Watson. If you don't know Kevin Watson, uh, please go and check out his website because he's into uh, the dance music uh, industry and he's reporting on its state on a yearly basis. Actually, the uh, the way I found him was um, two or three years ago, he predicted, yeah, I think it was three years ago, he predicted that Martin Garrix was going to win the number one DJ spot of the year based on his social accounts and the way they moved throughout the year. So he was pretty good, although we, we um, a lot of people knew that this may be the case. He was pretty good in predicting that, and he did this based on uh, based on numbers from social media, port, and things like that. So, uh, for those who don't know, the International Music Summit uh, is a kind of a business uh, summit or conference that takes place in Ibiza every year in May in this particular period. And it's actually, uh, for those who are fans of Avicii, this is where his father is going to announce the mental health uh, port grant or institution, you know, based on, on uh, Avicii's death. So, this this is actually happening right now as we speak. So, um, we're just going to report on the state of dance music in 2019 and I have Mike on the other side just to comment his opinion as he's uh, been in the scene for quite long and he sees things from a different perspective from an American perspective he lives in California I live in the UK so I'm seeing things from a uh, European perspective so if we go to page number two basically um, it's where he discusses what sectors he's going to be discussing so recording music DJs live acts clubs, festivals, companies and brands and industry value. And if we go to number three, sorry for the noises, um, there's a motorcycle club nearby. So Mike, can you see, it says uh, all genres, global recording music revenue grew by 9.7% in 2018, driven by streaming and all geographies except Europe. So we have the digital revenue being up 21%, physical revenue, which would be CD sales and, and vinyl sales down 10%, performance rights 10% up, synchronization 5% up. We can see uh, the actually Latin America is the most uh, the, the region that uh, most listens to the music, 17% of the share, with uh, Asia and Australia falling through with 12%, oh, North America actually 14%, uh, then 12%, and Europe, look at that. Yeah. Insignificant. Zero percent really? I mean, what, what can you say about that? I think the first part... You know, the digital revenue is quite to be expected. Yeah. 
So oh yeah, you know everybody's streaming absolutely, and and, and, and loads of DJs make money through performances. So that's a ten percent there. But the regions, I think, it's a bit shocking. I mean, what this says is basically in Europe, people listen to something else, but dance music. How do you interpret right. this? Well, I think uh, well, just from my understanding, uh, EDM has kind of originated from Europe. Yeah. So, so I mean, it originated I'm, in the states. To be fair. But the rave movement, you know, started in the UK back in 1988. Uh, so that's 30 years ago. I, I would assume, I'm just assuming like, yeah, perhaps maybe people out in Europe are listening to something other other than uh, EDM. This is this is all uh, like around electronic music, uh, correct? Yes. yes, and it's ah. year on year growth. So what the means yeah. is compared to last year, the growth has been insignificant in Europe um, mm -hmm. to interpret it better. But it has been very, very significant in Latin America, Asia, Australia, and North America. What this tells me, if I was a DJ, basically, I would probably you know, try to have presence in these areas rather than Europe, because Europe is not increasing its share. Now, we don't know what the share was beforehand, so that, that chart doesn't give us the overall share of music, uh, according to areas, but this is the year-on-year -year growth. Right. Anything else to comment on this? Yeah, I just think, uh, you know, Europe... Uh, uh, last thing I've heard about Europe was they're actually really big on hip hop. Really? Okay. Well, I'm well, in my like, own bubble, right? So I, I wouldn't know, but maybe. Yeah, maybe it I've is. I've uh, listened to some, uh, you know, read some articles as well as listen listen to some um, interviews with uh, European hip hop artists, and I mean, right now it seems like hip hop is kind of making a trend is trending uh in 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 europe because i'm this is just all hearsay this is all i'm just listening to what they're saying on the internet and the news articles that um mm -hmm. you know a uh, battle rapping you know hip-hop eminem 50 cent those guys they're really uh you know making a push out there so that could be you know that could be one of the reasons yeah uh, but for sure but for sure, you know, like I know last year, the year before, like EDM has been making waves. I mean, I was recently at EDC and uh, there was just so many new first timers coming to EDC to, you know, listen to EDM music. And I spoke to so many people. They're all like, oh, it's my first time to EDC, uh, so which was surprising. I was just like, wow. What, what I you're saying is that there is still growth in the States. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. It's it's actually I, I I feel to a point where it's getting kind of out of hand. It's getting kind of you know like. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see this on later slides hopefully. But I mean, what do you think of Latin America? Oh, it's great. I it, mean, it I, has I, the biggest growth. Now, what this yeah. means? This is again year on year growth. It, it, this is not a share, a share mm -hmm. of of how many people are listening or streaming the music. Right, right. So, just, so it may mean that they were low and now they're coming up. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It could be just also because you know uh, maybe yeah they're getting more access. You know, it's more accessible to them. Hmm. Yeah, that Spotify is more accessible, perhaps. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to the next slide then, and uh, so this is slide number three. It's talking about dance share of recording music fell significantly in the USA and UK in 2018 by rebounded in Germany and Canada. So, mm. dance share fell for second consecutive year in the largest global market for recorded music, which is the USA. So it fell mm. by 0.5%, uh, if I interpret this correctly. Mm -hmm. So that's the dance share overall of recorded music by country. And it, it compares 2017 and 2018 
in total volume, meaning album and streaming, no demand audio and all these things. Look at the UK. So in the UK, it appears that the share was actually higher than the US. Can you see mm -hmm. that? So 11.6%, yes. and now it fell yes. to 9.5%, so about 2%. It went up to Germany by about 0.7%. It went up to Canada by by about 1%. I mean, this 1% may be insignificant altogether. You know, it may not denote a trend as such. What, what do you think of this? Yeah, I don't I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how do you, how did it drop to, you know, for the UK, you know, dropped, uh, what, 2%? And yeah, uh, I mean, this, these are it says uh, single sales and talking about sales, so that doesn't include streaming. Okay, so, well, that could be that could be the reason, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, sh you streaming know. people, uh, you know, artists are constantly putting out like uh, single hits that yeah. could be streamed on YouTube, yes, or SoundCloud. I which think, actually, yeah. uh, personally speaking, I, I do this all the time, mm -hmm. uh, I, I rarely purchase music. I really, yeah, like spot, like you, I do Spotify. I don't really use, I use SoundCloud and uh, mm. it's all free. Yes. And, uh, you know, yeah, you listen to a couple of uh, advertisements every other song, but it's free. So I don't, I don't complain. I think the only comparable areas here is uh, between the States and Canada and because they have the total volume. Mm -hmm. So look at, even Germany has total turnover, but those two, they have the exact total volume, which means albums as well as on-demand streaming uh so yeah there's a fall of 0.5 percent in the states and there's a okay uh, increase in canada by one percent is that significant who knows you know does it mean there's a trend who knows you know maybe maybe right. it's not so much important let's go to the next slide okay uh, i think that has been quoted by uh many media so far Talking about the global share, so it says the international, uh, I think, phonographic industry, something, um, that did a survey, ranks dance music as the world's third most popular genre. An estimated 1.5 billion people typically listen to it. So you have pop wow. and you have rock, and then apparently 32%. Is electronica dance? Look at hip hop. Crazy. Um, so it says, uh, you know, it was a study. They asked 19,000 people. Uh, aged between 60 and 64 in 18 mm -hmm. countries, which genres they typically listen to. So typically listen to... So if they asked you this, what would you say? What, what do you typically listen to? Uh, for me, I would I would definitely put EDM on top and uh, hip-hop second. Mm -hmm. Pop third, rock, mm -hmm. uh, you know, here and there, oh if God. it's on the radio. Oh if it's God. on the radio. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and but it, it's just a personal preference, though. That yes. I mean, that's me, and and I'm a, I am of the you know demographic. I'm I'm you know uh, closer towards sixty four than sixteen, so uh, you know I'm you know I'm I thought you were 40. somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle. So just to comment on this survey, first of all, uh, the numbers are extrapolated to the global population. Mm. What that means is that I don't think one point five billion people are listening to dance music and this is kind of fake news if you don't if you can't understand the data what this says then this is this is when i laugh when i read magazines like dj and Mixmag, and you know they have people mm. who, who can't who can't understand numbers they just take take the titles and just put them in like 1.5 million people are listening to electronic <laughs> dance music however 
the world, the global population. I mean, do they have access in Spotify in the middle of Africa, and you know, in the middle of right. Russia, and do you see in the North Pole and the South Pole? No, but there's still population right. there. So, right. you know, let's not extrapolate the numbers. The data is interested that dance electronic comes third. I would have thought, I mean, looking at uh, like YouTube and what YouTube promotes, the hip hop and rap is way above and perhaps R&B. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I soundtracks, mean, but, but 30%. You, right. Really? <laughs> it's interesting. But, you know, you also got to say, I mean, you know, you also got to, I think YouTube is like uh, an American, you know, company. Um, yes, it is. Um, it's, it has, it's not it available. Very, it has a very global presence, though, in all fairness, right? I mean, uh, okay. I'm not sure. See, so I can't speak on that because you know I haven't watched YouTube from in 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 somewhere in Asia or YouTube or in Europe. Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm guessing they might use some other different type of platform. Yes, I mean, to in Japan they have uh, Nina Kony or something like that. It's called. I can't remember. Which is yeah, called. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, and very, in very China, popular. China, China they have their own version, don't they? Right, they have Yuku or something yes, like that. Yeah, or? Yuku, I think. Um, mm. So, yes, you're right about that, that uh, perhaps this appeals to the Western world only, and that, that makes, again, a little bit skewed data. The data is interesting. I'm not bashing the data, but it has to be interpreted with caution. That's what all I'm saying. Let's uh, go to the next slide. Now, that's a little bit more interesting. So, okay, you know, you know the platform Beatport? I do not know Beatport genre, okay, no. Be, be, no, it's not. It's only, so, Beatport is a, uh, it's like an online record store. You don't buy records, you buy MP3s. I, I buy it from there all the time. Okay. Uh, so you buy, you know, you download the single of whoever you like, like Salvatore Ganazzi, horse. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> whoever, right? So, so you yeah. know, most of the artists there, they just publish the music there, and you can buy either a single or a whole album or whatever you want. Uh, so I see. Di digital sales, basically. So Beatport is, I would say, the most prominent. It's it's US based, number one. Uh, it kind of became prominent just before the explosion uh, in the US of dance music. So like 2009, I was using it already in 2007, but I think it became prominent around 2009, just before it exploded in the US. I think dance music and. Uh, you can find almost everything. I mean, it's, it's a great platform, as I say, and I use it all the time. Uh, so that says what are the best-selling genres on Beatport, comparing quarter one of 2015 to quarter one of 2019. So you can see a graph there, a linear graph, where you see uh, the genres going up and down. So techno is number one. Yes, crazy. Then you have tech house, house, deep house. I'm reading it because... There's going to be uh, uh, the audio version of the podcast, so people may not be able to uh, watch this, but of course it's available on YouTube. Sure. Uh, so you have techno, tech house, house, deep house, melodic house, and techno. Drum and bass, progressive house, electronica, down tempo, trance, indie dancing, new disco at the bottom. Mm. And I'm surprised trance is all the way next, <laughs> so low. Yeah, so you, you see it was kind of... Uh, fifth in 2015 and then it kind of dropped over the years and progressive houses coming up tech houses coming up like people like fisher for example mm -hmm. uh, indie dance i mean uh, i can understand why it's that low house music's just steady isn't it uh deep house again i'm surprised 
Now, again, does this mean that techno is the most popular genre out there? I mean, the numbers show. The numbers show uh, the sales in Beatport. <laughs> so these are yeah. sales of records or digital sales. Uh, so when you go to, because you go out almost every week, right, in San Francisco? Or? Almost, yes. Yeah. So how many techno artists have you seen there? Oh, man, there's a lot. I mean, I've seen... Uh... Okay. Just, just, just very briefly, just to put it like that to you. Who do you think fills the the clubs more, a techno artist or a or a, a dubstep kind of future bass? Techno, techno, really, for sure, for sure. I mean, especially out here in San Francisco, it's it's the hub. I feel like uh, right now speaking, it's it's the hub. I, I mean, all of the late night underground or, or you know, after hours that I've attended to, it's been techno. Really? I'm so Maybe surprised. House. I'm so surprised. So so when you go to EDC, right, who do you see, mm -hmm. you know, who 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 is, I guess, who's in the main stage? But you know what happened with Skrillex. You know what happened with Elenium. Yes. They were packed. These yes. Things, you know, Circuit Grounds was packed to the gills. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I know, uh, I know uh, Circuit Grounds. Yeah, I know Circuit Grounds is smaller than, than the main uh, stage, you know, kinetic field. But to me, that I would say that in the US, at least, where Beatport is based, uh, these artists are bigger. But when you look at the charts, because I, I check out, you know, for my playlist, uh, sure. Trickbits playlist, I, I just check out Beatport every week. Because they have they publish the top 100, which is independent yeah. of any genre, so it's all genres combined. And mm -hmm. remember, this is sales. I would agree. Yeah, tech house and techno is always on top. So right now, if I would check, I think it is Fisher. Um, let right. Me, let, let me double check and tell you in a second. Yeah, Fisher, you little beauty. You know, tech Fisher house. is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Fisher too. Yeah. You little, uh, you little beauty. It's a, it's a great track. I mean, you know, I know that. After yeah. that, you have Artbat, who I've checked out on EDC, which play kind of techno trance. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked. I wonder whether the I had another guest in the past um, in the podcast from California, mm -hmm. and he said, "Listen, the the reason people go to these festivals and the reason people watch Illenium, for example, is because of the experience rather than right. the dance." Yes. So I wonder whether actually yes, this is true that people really buy more techno. So. Perhaps the house and techno people are more kind of music oriented and they want to keep their, you know, grow the collections and keep the music, the value of the music. Whereas people perhaps that listen to Illenium, they just want the experience and that's why they go to festivals, but perhaps they're not buying the music that much. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's actually a very plausible that, uh, that, that, that is what, ha that is what's happening. Um, just, just an explanation, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, I think. I mean, that's uh, yeah. That's definitely a, a very plausible explanation mm. because, um, uh, yeah. I'm surprised about trance, by the way. Uh, me too. Me too. I mean, trance. It looks uh, the from the graph. It just looks like it's it's gone through dips and valleys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and right now, I feel like it's yeah. I mean, but I'm. Me personally, uh, that was probably my first um, introduction to EDM mm -hmm. was trance. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, trance has always been, you know, has a special place in my in my heart. Uh, mm-hmm. it, then, then I was put on with uh, house and techno, in which I was like, oh my god, this is the stuff. This is the you know, this is dr- this is the drug I need. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the stuff that keeps me dancing, like trance and melodic house techno. You know, like that's like elenium stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like. It. I feel like when I go listen to that stuff, yeah, it's all like very. It's feeling. Exper- it's, it's feely. Yeah, yeah. It's very sappy, and I. I don't really care for dancing. I just want to like watch the visuals, yeah. listen to the vocals, yeah, yeah, listen yeah. to them sing, listen to them jam yeah, uh, yeah. on stage. Exactly. It's, uh, it's not. It's not. I keep saying that to 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 me, but people branch it under EDM. You know, this is yeah. dance music, especially Elenium with his last few songs. You know, he's he's delving into rock music. But anyway, I'm not gonna rant right now. Let's go to the next slide because we have a few. I know you're you're short of time. Yes. Uh, next one. It's talking about gaming. So, video games industry is worth seven times more than music and represents a huge opportunity for electronics DJs and artists. Well, what do you think of that? And guess what? Who reported this first? Which podcast reported on this first? <laughs> I don't. I, what was it? Was it EDM? Repeat. Of course it was. So, <laughs> so, so. If you, if you, you know, got to tune your own horn over here. Well, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm ahead. I'm ahead of hey, the game no. every time. So if you go back hey, and you listen, gotta do it, man. So if you if you go and listen to episode ninety back in. Uh, 2000, uh, sorry, December 2018, we recorded this Raving Meets Gaming. Is this a match made in heaven? Hey, guess what uh, they say here? There it is. It yeah. is, it, I mean, it, the numbers show they, they look like they could go very well together. Yeah. And uh, he's talking about GTA After Hours, Dixon and others features resident DJs at nightclub in online GTA extension. So that's GTA Online for you guys who play video games. You, we know that Fortnite. Well, Marshmallow played a virtual, live virtual uh, yeah. concert, and and yes. I reviewed this uh, in episode ninety one again a week later when we said Ninja Works Volume One compilation review. Basically, we were reviewing about um, Marshmallow bringing a, uh, a Fortnite yeah. compilation. Secret Lab Dead Mouse created branded gaming chairs and used one at Ultra in March two thousand nineteen. Well. You know, mm. Dead Mouse is a huge gamer from for so many years, so he's he's kind of authentic. I think Marshmallow is jumping on the trend. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He's very, oh yeah, he's for very sure. Commercial savvy, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting too. Uh, I don't know if you know who Monster Cat is. Yes, um, of course. Yes. Like when I found out about Monster Cat, I was blown away because they were really mixing like uh, Nintendo video game beats with their music. Yeah, this kind of eight bit genre that that they have. Yeah, but um, yeah, they they I, also I, made the the music for what's that game that you play with cars and it's like football with cars. Gosh, I can't remember now. It's very popular fo- online game. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure. What, I mean, soccer yeah. for you, it's soccer with cars. Oh, okay, okay. I think I've uh, I've seen it on That's one, one of my friends were playing. Yeah, Dead Mouse is playing this uh, or used to play oh, yeah. all the time. I mean, it seems only fitting because you have, uh, you know, our, our generation who kind of grew up on video games, playing video games, and then now you're kind of yeah. using video games to kind of... It's the music. As a, it's it's yeah. electronic music. I mean, you know, yeah. one of the reasons I liked electronic music when I heard it is because I was playing coin-operated back in uh, mid to late 80s, and they just had this 8-bit music. It was electronic. So, yeah, yeah, it all ties up together. Okay, let's move to the next one. Uh, so now we're moving to DJs and live acts. Next slide, earnings. 
Estimated earnings of highest paid <coughs> DJs fell significantly in 2018. Top 10 total of 261 million was lowest since 2013. Oh my God, they are starving. <laughs> they <laughs> are starving. What, 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 what's the reasoning? Why is that? I've read something. So let's, let's read what it says. 10 highest paid DJs uh, estimated to have earned 200 and 61 million in 12 months. Jesus Christ. Uh, down 12% year on year. Calvin Harris remained top. The chain smokers had the biggest year on year increase. Most DJs played more than 100 shows in the year with Steve Aoki managing 200. Wow. That man's crazy. Mm. I think, well, a lot of people have said this is due to Las Vegas clubs kind of shut, not shutting down, but uh, reducing or pulling the plug or, or people not attending. And I keep saying that the music will move on from the States. It will go to Asia. It will go mm. to Asia. Uh, eventually, you know, if it's a fad, and we have privately discussed this before, you know, if, if it's rock kids who go into EDM, they're going to go back to rock music. Mm. And that, that'll be it. And it'll be a fad. And yeah, of course, you know, true fans will remain. Uh, but, right. But if it's a fad, people will move on. You know, they had the... Uh, they had the thing, now they, they need something else. But people in Asia, they're starving. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And I mean, I mean, in America as well, right? For sure. I mean, I think generally speaking, people, well, people in general, I think they just like uh, variety. The, other, the uh, other thing, yeah. I mean, the other thing is maybe the clubs or the festivals, they, they clamping down as kind of they all agreed in between them to pay them less. No, uh, this year, this past year, Coachella, they they definitely limited the uh, EDM acts. Did they? Okay, I didn't know that. They they did they did the the headliners. I mean, last 2017's headliners was like major a lot of EDM, and then past year, this year was like more rock and hip hop and pop. Mm -hmm. um, so again, you know, I I just think like you know, kids uh, especially you know, younger generation, they just want a variety of stuff. Yes. And so, you know, if you haven't grown up with this music and it's not in your blood, you're going to move on eventually. I hope it oh, doesn't yeah. happen, but it may happen. No, I, it'll come back. It'll make a, you know, it'll make a surge like, uh, like it always does. Uh, I think like hip hop is going to make a surge, uh, make a comeback and, uh, you know, take over. I mean, it's always going to be kind of a, a very competitive kind of a kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, in the states, anyways, I can't I can't speak on it globally. Yeah, but uh, but for sure, like what I'm seeing right now, it's like all of a sudden. Uh, I don't know if you know Aria, Ariana Grande. Yeah. Uh, or or um, Cardi B. They they're like the hottest acts right now. You know, like they're super. You know, like anything they put out, even if it's shitty, it's yeah, gold. It's going to be platinum. That's pop music, isn't it? Pop music, rap music, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you know. Okay. Let's go to the next slide, um, just because we don't have time. So this will be a surprise. Female techno DJs dominated the festival circuit in 2018. Nina Kravitz played twice as many as the leading band. Leading band wow. So look at that. Nina Kravitz, 35. Amelie Lenz, 27. Armin Van Buren, 26. Charlotte DeWitt, 24. The but she's up and coming. Mm. Dimitri Vegas and like Mike, twenty-two. Mm. Mm. Crazy, 
Crazy. Uh, Matt props. Matt props to Nina Kravitz, uh, Amila Lenz too. I mean, big shout out to those to the to I, those ladies there. I think Charlotte the weight is coming next year. It's going to be different. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Their sound is uh, very, very. I don't know. I like it. It's. I like it. Yeah. So it's, they're all techno, by the way. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> okay. I know. I, I mean, I seen them play in the city, and uh, they, you know, they 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 always bring the crowd out. Hmm. And maybe boys like to watch female, female DJs. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm a, yeah, I, I'm I'd throw my underwear at her if I had it. I Jesus mean, if Christ, I was man. chill, man, chill. <laughs> Take the chill. For fuck's sake. Throw yeah, yeah. I, I could, I could be. You know, okay, guys, 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 guys. He didn't say that. He didn't. Guys say could that. be groupies too. Guys he didn't say could that. Be okay, too. let's go to the next slide. That that was a poisonous one. Okay. <laughs> Online fan bases. Nina, Amelie, and Charlotte have grown their Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify fan bases faster than the top five DJs. Mm. How many groupies of you are out there? The, uh, there's a lot. There's Look a at lot. those numbers. So Nina Kravitz, Nina Kravitz, 33% Instagram, 9% YouTube, Spotify, 30%. Amelie Lenz, 63% Instagram, 51% YouTube, 62% Spotify, Charlotte DeWitt, 79 Instagram, 68% YouTube, 70% Spotify. Okay, it's a, bit, a little bit, I'm going to cause a headache to people who are listening in the audio version only. So I, I would advise them to go and watch the video on YouTube where you can see the numbers. So, um, looking at the average, this is nothing compared to the top five male DJs, which is Marshmallow, David Guetta, Alan Walker, Calvin Harris, and Skrillex. Mm. Damn. Damn. They uh, yeah yeah they're killing the guys man they're killing the boys over here. I mean on the social media. Social media yes yeah, social well you I mean oh okay well yeah I, I am looking at social media I'm uh, I'm also looking at the you know, Spotify and YouTube and it's a little yeah. it's definitely a little different but I mean but men aren't really that big on social media. So you reckon this is what it is? I mean marshmallow oh, is huge man. Right? I mean I mean. Marshmallow, marshmallow, marshmallow for marshmallow. He's he's this guy in a big mask. Uh, you know, you got David Guetta, Alan Ward, Cal Skrillex, Calvin Harris. These guys, I don't. You know, I'm not checking for them. I'm not checking for them. I'm not looking at their ads, or I'm not looking for their. So you're looking for eye candy, basically. Pretty much. I mean, uh, have you geez. seen Emily? Uh, you know, or have you seen Nina Kravitz? They are. They were really cute. I mean, you know, just... uh, you know what? When I listen to music, I just listen to music. I don't care who plays okay. the music. I okay. Well, you, you know, if I'm you're old school, I'm old yeah. School. Well, the DJ is just part of the crowd. <laughs> well, for me, if if you're if you're you can play music and you're pretty, I mean, hey, that's uh, you know, it's a bonus, huh? There's a bonus, yeah. Are you gonna throw your underwear? I would. Oh my at, at Charlotte, <laughs> man. Uh, so you, you're yeah, voting for my Charlotte, dirty. Right? Yeah, my dirty pair. I'll throw okay. my dirty pair. Charlotte, if you're listening to this <laughs> and you see a, a guy coming to you ready to throw the underwear, now you know who it is, so you can... It's you know, Uncle file, Mike, yeah. You know, file a lawsuit for sexual harassment. Okay? Oh, no, they no, they like the attention. Trust Do they? That me. would they be would, sexual harassment, would, man. No, they wouldn't be putting up Thro their... Throwing the panties? That would be sexual harassment, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you now. Oh, stop it. Yeah, <laughs> if, I was, if I was on stage singing and dancing and women throwing women, throwing their underwear at me, I mean, what am I going to, you know, 
like I'm gonna like file lawsuits on all my fans. Charlotte, Come on now. You know, if Come somebody throws their hand with the pandas, you know who it is. Go and get them. Okay. It's gonna be Uncle Mike or the, the yeah, guy next yeah, to him. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> next next slide quickly. Uh we're looking at Amelie Lenz now adding twice as many social media fans as a year ago. Daily growth quadrupled after Time Warp twenty five festival. Well, you know, if you play a good mm. set and it's a pretty good festival like Time Warp, which I have never been, and I must yep. go in Germany, so they play uh, you know, it's techno, techno, techno. You can actually quadruple your social media presence. It's not surprising. No, not at all. Uh, and on the next one, TV advertising. Let's see that. Leading global brands are signing up female electronic music artists to lead the TV advertising campaigns. Oh my God, Peggy Goo and Porsche. No. Now, well, Peggy Goo. Have you heard Peggy Goo? I have not heard of Peggy okay. Goo. So, Peggy Goo, she's an, well, Asian looking. Mm -hmm. Oh man, she plays this amazing music. I caught her for the first time last year in Tomorrowland. I hope this year she's in Tomorrowland in Weekend 2, mm. uh, where you're going to be. Uh, mm -hmm. And Jesus, man, she plays this thousand techno, an old school vibe. Man, she beats hands down the other girls. I mean, I, I love techno, but when she plays this old school vibe, oh man, she's she's perfect. But, so they recruit, yeah, I, him, recruit him in Porsche. I would definitely have to uh, look her up. Uh, look at Alien Fur, featured in TV adverts in UK, Spain, France, Poland, Brazil, and Mexico. My God. Alison Wonderland and Fair. What is Fair, by the way? I don't know. I have no idea what fair is. Must but be some American thing. Here for you, you yeah, as the music I mean, for she... 2019 Super Bowl advert. Sorry. <coughs> yes. Yes, I saw that commercial. I mean, it's, yeah, Alice in Wonderland. She's she's big. She's big for sure. Yeah, it comes back. Well, Maybe she doesn't have many sales, but you know they make money uh, other ways, right? Yeah. No. no. Okay. Yeah. Next slide. Festival gender diversity. <laughs> Pitchfork analysis showed only 19% of festival artists were female. 150 events aiming for 50% by uh, 2022. Um, so we see a discrepancy. Um, I'm kind of against that. It's like hashtag book more women. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm not. Yeah, I'm you not know, for that either. You know, not. I'm not. I am for equality of rights. Okay, and give everybody equal opportunities as per skill, skill set. Absolutely. So it's about merit. Absolutely. You play merit. good music, you're going to be there. Not yeah. based on you your get, looks, you not because exactly. you're female, but because you can entertain people. Absolutely. I can't agree with you anymore. Let's, let's not forget that, you know, but because this may bounce back, so you may book them, but people may not go to listen to them just because they're crap. Right. Right. Just because they're female doesn't mean, yeah, anything. Yes. You know, yeah, let, let's look at, yeah. This let's is look forced at what, diversity. Your work. Diversity should yeah. be natural, okay? If you're good at Absolutely. the work, obviously there's other Absolutely. things that, that play, um, uh, you know, play, play a role there, which is like social connections and your manager. And, you know, I think the looks play a little bit of a role. So I guess somebody who's better looking may be booked more than somebody who's not as good looking. But, uh, to me, there shouldn't be a forced diversity, i.e. let's book more women because we have to. No, let's book right. the best DJs possible. 
Right. Whatever they are. Don't care exactly. how old they are, Don't. where they come from, what's their age or genre. This is actually appropriate, not forced diversity. Anyway. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I have no um, rant. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> coming to the next one. Interesting. Mental health. 73% of independent musicians have experienced negative emotions driven by fear, failure, many other factors. Stress, anxiety, depression, panic attacks. One third of them. Do you know Elohim music? I'm sorry? Do you know Elohim music? Elohim, no. So it's a female DJ. Okay. And she brought out this uh, album recently called Brain Dead. And she's all about mental health. Oh, okay. Uh, but I mean, she's pushing this as the main main feature of her music or her persona. It's about mm. mental health. That's called the 73rd percent report. Loads of them are experiencing fear of failure, financial stability, pressure to succeed, loneliness, being evaluated by others, pressure to deliver. Now, I'm a Gen X. Fear of are failure, you? yeah. Fear of failure, you have to face it. Financial stability, you chose it. Pressure to succeed, nobody's forcing you. Loneliness, I thought the, 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 they have social media out there. What kind of loneliness are they talking about? Being evaluated by others, it's called going into the public domain. Pressure to deliver, nobody's pressing. Sorry. You can have mental health, but, but issues, but um, this is perhaps, you know, not for these reasons. Let's, let me put it this way. Well, what do you think? I, I think you're more sensitive in these issues than me. When you do well, when you put out your first album and it does really well, there's always an expectation there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of hard to um, meet sometimes, you know, to meet that type of expectations from your first album. Like you always have to do bigger and better on the next album. And it's that's not always the case. Well, who's forcing you, though? Your, uh, well, it's not, well, record labels, right? When you say the, 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 the people that signed them, the people who, you know, like put them on. and I guess so. But you, you know, can be independent finance, as well, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the minute you sign one of the three sixty whatever deals, those you know, with a big record label, man, the pressure's on. Yeah, um, and, and and I think I mean we pretty much know that Avicii committed suicide, and that's right? mental health issue. Whether no, that had yep. to do anything with the pressure, uh, I hope you guys have listened to one of the controversial podcasts I've done about this. Uh, that was on the end of the year, 2018, called episode 92. Avicii was murdered, but I didn't say who murdered him. Mm. Uh, you have to mm. listen to that. And also, we know that uh, Get a Cancer His Visceral Tour, we did another podcast about that. Uh, that was podcast mm. 103 in April, mid-April. We know about Get mm -hmm. Apparently, mm -hmm. Get a, uh, will make a show uh, right now, so that that's good news. But yes, mental health is an issue, and it should be looked carefully absolutely but, but if you're going out there in the public domain you need to be ready what i'm saying is it's about self-awareness and consciousness of what you're getting into it's all good to have fame and and big cars and and whatever you want but it comes with a price and what that tells me is that these people are uneducated they're not ready perhaps they're too young yeah my prediction is martin garrix will crash big time but I'm waiting to see whether I, this prediction will come. Well, Martin Garrix, didn't he? 
he did he he started really young like at 16 17 yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that exactly and and you know he's still 20 he's still going big and he's still going big he he played uh i i know he played at edc yeah but you know it's when the bookings will start becoming less and less this is when you're gonna see the crash yeah yeah i mean he, yeah and you're right he's still in his 20s and this so. is this is why i respect people like <laughs> Carl Cox or DJ Pierre. DJ Pierre created Acid House in 1986. He's still going out there and playing, and he has his record label, and he has support, not huge support, but he's out there, and he's fighting the good fight, you know, to deliver good music. And Carl Cox, he's been playing since um, mid-'80s, and joined the race scene very, very early. And he's still yeah. out there, okay? And he had a yeah. big dip in his career. And so did John Dewitt or Sasha. You know, I'm talking about UK names because they were big. And, you know, mm-hmm. when the UK scene went down, they, they had mm-hmm. their fall as well. But, you know, they're still yeah. out there doing it. And Paul Oakenfold. Yeah. Uh, Ar- Armin Van Buren. Well, Armin Van Buren is still young. How is he? Well, he looks, like old. Old. He looks pretty old. Uh, well, <laughs> but he's been around. Compared but to Carl Cox, he's a kid. Okay, but he's Tiesto, been around though. Is, I mean, he, Tiesto is older. Yeah, and and, and Tiesto and and it, it seems like they've kind of to like, uh, I guess, work the system. Yeah, what I'm saying is, for any young producers who may be listening to this, is when you jump into this and you want to be in the public domain and you want to become famous, that's that's amazing, that's fantastic, but it comes with a price. Never forget, it comes with a price. We're going to come back with another podcast to discuss all the other slides of this very, very interesting report by uh, Kevin Watson. So if you like this, make sure you subscribe and so you don't miss any of the future episodes. Hopefully, Uncle Mike will be back with me to discuss this. And uh, make sure you share with your friends. And find us in social media as Frequent CDM Podcast. You want to say something? Oh, no, no, no. Well, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate appreciate the time. Uh, this is interesting. We're halfway through. Yeah, halfway through. Okay, let's do another one then. <coughs> Part two. Okay. Okay. Bye for me. All right. Catch our podcast, Freakbeat CDM Podcast on all major platforms. Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Subscribe so you don't miss any future episode and if you liked what you heard share with the EDM fam. Also catch us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Freakbeat CDM Podcast and you'll find us hidden under every festival tent.